Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. I am your host, Mindy McCulley, Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. Today, I am pleased to be joined by Nicole Huff, our Extension Specialist for Family Finance and Resource Management. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, thanks, Mindy. Our topic today is identity theft, um, and we are just going to dive into this topic because so many people are, are impacted by this crime that once people thought was victimless, but it really is not because it impacts people young, old, every stage of their life. And it's something that is rampant and we really, really need to get a handle on it. March 6th through 12th is National Consumer Protection Week. So it's really important that we're talking about this right now. And this week serves as a good reminder for us all to understand our consumer rights and ways we can avoid scams. So let's just jump right in and you can talk to us about identity theft and unemployment insurance fraud. So why is this something listeners should pay attention to? Yeah, well, Mindy, like you said, identity theft is something that everyone can be, is susceptible to and, and, you know, we, my family has been as well recently, and we are extremely vigilant in this area. And so, but I want to talk today about a specific area of, of identity theft, and that is connected to unemployment insurance fraud, because we are, you know, smack dab in the middle of tax season, we're definitely approaching um, tax season. And this is something that listeners should pay attention to, because, uh, as you have received your tax uh, documents in the mail, so your your W-2s and your, your 1099s, you may have received something that has your name on it, but that does not correctly reflect benefits and compensation that you have received. And so, you know, while National Consumer Protection Week it reminds us to be aware of scams and fraud. You know, we really have to practice fraud protection year round. And so because of of an experience that my family has had recently, I thought this was an important topic to address for others who may be experiencing it too. You know, in Kentucky and just across the U.S., we are really seeing um, increased fraud, uh, especially related to pandemic-related uh, relief and responses, since it's a widespread problem, and want to talk about it. Will you just tell us a little bit exactly what happened to your family? Sure. Yeah, and and I'm a, a firm believer as a financial educator that when we talk about identity theft and fraud, because it can be very hard. It's a topic that people don't want to talk about, especially when they have experienced it personally or have been a victim. But when we talk about it, it it helps us prevent it from happening to someone else, or it helps give us the tools that we can use to address it if it happens to us or someone that we love. So, you know, for me, you know, 
my husband was actually a victim of unemployment insurance fraud this year. And so this, you know, was put on our radar a few weeks ago when he received a 1099 G tax form in the mail that said he had received about $3,000 in unemployment compensation in 2021. And we knew that he had not because he was employed all of 2021. And so we were tipped off by that incorrect tax statement that he may have been the victim of identity theft. And so that is what, as we work through the steps to address it, it is what has prompted this month's issue of Money Wise so that others can help address it too if they are walking in similar steps. So what are those steps that you took to address it? Yeah, well, of course, you know, the financial educator in me, I jumped into action immediately and um, and began walking through uh, the steps myself and with my husband and then writing them down so that others could, could address the issue as well. You know, so we knew right away it was fraudulent. And so the very first step is to report the identity theft. And because of just the large numbers of unemployment insurance fraud that has been experienced in, you know, not only Kentucky, but throughout the United States, um, there is a website that Kentucky state officials have uh, created just for reporting this. As you always do, Mindy, we'll be sure to leave a link to MoneyWise as well as any of the websites that we reference during this podcast so that you in the show notes so that you um, or a loved one can have all these steps uh, detailed. You know, but the first place he reported it to was the Kentucky Office of Unemployment Insurance. And so that was the first that gets it on record that you are a victim of unemployment insurance fraud. And so first report it to the Kentucky Office of Unemployment Insurance, but then report it to your employer because um, you you need to get it on the radar of your HR officials if you are employed that you are a victim of identity theft. And so just make them aware of it. And then the next two places to report to um, the first is the National Center for Disaster Fraud, and that's a part of the U.S. Department of Justice. And because um, pandemic related unemployment insurance is a part of the disaster relief that came about during the pandemic. And so if you have had identity theft fraud directly connected to this, Um, It is part of disaster recovery fraud um, and disaster relief fraud. And so the Department of Justice is tracking that. And so is the Federal Trade Commission. And so that is the last place to report it to. I mean, again, it it seems like a lot that we have. um, We've taken the guesswork out. It's in this this issue, this month's issue of Money Wise. And we'll link that so that you can just step by step report it to the places where you should. Okay, so the first thing consumers really should do is just report um, to let somebody know that it's happening. So then what do they do? Yeah, so after you report it, then it's important to go and review your credit report because this has, you know, opened the door that there has been a breach in your identity and in your um, in your finances. And so you really want to look for other forms of suspicious activity just, just um, across your accounts. And the first place to look is 
um, your credit history and your credit reports. And so you can request those online for free from any of the three major reporting agencies or at uh, annualcreditreport.com. And so this is a free service. You do not have to pay for it. And you want to make sure that you are linked to a correct source because unfortunately, sometimes credit reporting um, websites can mask as fraud and scams. And so be sure that you are linking to um, a reputable source. And again, we will link those for you. Um, Once you receive your credit report, you need to look through it and make sure that um, there are no fraudulent transactions, that there are no fraudulent accounts that have been opened in your name, that everything looks right to you. Um, And if you do see something that looks incorrect, you can um, dispute fraudulent transactions Uh, You can also let the agency, any one of the three agencies, and it will be posted across your credit history, but let them know that you are a victim of identity theft. And then if you want, you can ask them to put a fraud alert on your credit file um, just to help others just slow down the ease uh, that that scammers can can have to opening things in your name. And so um, the second step, Mindy, is to check your credit report. So when you do that and you look at at all of these other accounts, what other financial records should be reviewed after your identity theft has occurred? Yeah, so once you review your your credit report, um, then you need to take that time. And it can be pretty daunting because so much of what we do is online. But you want to take the time to secure any other online accounts you have. So um, any company that you do business with online, change your password. Um, So that's that's a good place to start. And you may also want to include your email account. So changing uh, the password to your email account, to your banking institutions, your credit card companies, any other lenders, even if you if you have online bill pay with your um, utility company or other um, streaming services, but any online company that you do business with, take the time to change your passwords. And then also review any financial statements uh, that you have received, especially with um, your bank, your credit card company. You want to review to make sure that nobody has slipped in uh, small purchases or that there isn't any erroneous charges made in your name. And so, again, you can dispute those. We can include steps um, to to help you dispute those if, if you needed. That's included with the information that we provide. But first, you just got to look. You got to comb through your accounts, secure those, and then monitor the activity to make sure everything looks correct. And so then when it comes to filing your taxes, how should identity theft victims move forward when it comes to filing taxes? Yeah, well, I know everyone is in a rush to file their taxes each year, and uh, but you, you don't need to stall. And so if you like my husband received received a form that was incorrect and you have reported it, then you've done what you need to do and you need to move forward with uh, filing your taxes. And so if you received a statement that was incorrect, uh, like the 1099G form, and you did not receive any benefits, only report what you received. So move forward with filing your taxes. Do not include the the incorrect statement as you file. 
only report what you received. And, um, and, and then you, if you'd like, you can um, apply for an IRS identity protection pin code. And that gives you a six digit number that again, helps prevent thieves from filing tax returns in your name. And so that's an extra step you can take with the IRS to safeguard your, your account. And so file your taxes right away. Um, know that there may be a delay in the processing of your taxes if um, if your account is under um, review. And so that's a good thing. You want this to be under review, um, but just know that it could delay the window in which you, you receive a return on your taxes. And then, you know, another account to review, Mindy, is the is your Social Security Administration your earnings? And so you want to make sure they're correct. Now, you can call and you may not get through. Realistically, you're probably not <laughs> going to get through, but you can try. And you can also search for a Social Security office in your area. And that may be easier to speak to a person when, you, when you're dealing with a local agency. Um, but before you contact them, you can get online on ssa.gov slash my account and can create a secure account where you can review your social security earnings. And so this is this is a way for you to make sure that that is correct as well. So review online first. And then if, if there is anything that looks incorrect, then talk with your social security administration with a representative about writing that. And if you need to Again, if, if, if it looks like your social security number has been used in fraud, you want to work with the Social Security Administration to correct that. Oh, well, I think this has all been great advice. Um, and as we wrap up today, I think it's interesting that here we are, just two people, but both of us have actually been victims of identity theft. Uh, many years ago, my checking account number was stolen and somebody in North Carolina was writing checks on my checking account. And so I know that this um, is something that leaves you feeling very exposed um, and, and you, you just feel like there's nothing that you can do about it, especially when you don't know that it's happening until all of a sudden something starts turning up like a 1099 G form or checks start showing up on your account that you know you did not write. And so what advice do you have for someone who might be currently experiencing something something similar? Yeah, you're so you're so right, Mindy. And again, I think that it's happened to both of us shows that it can happen to anybody regardless exactly. of how vigilant you are. And so And it can leave you feeling so vulnerable. Uh, It can be frustrating because there are so many checks and balances to make sure you write everything. Your credit may, um, you may have to repair that to reestablish that. You may have to fight fraudulent charges. You may have to try to get money back like in your your case. And it can be very frustrating. Just know that you're not alone and that, that you may not have done anything incorrect um, it just is uh, scammers are good at what they do. So, you know, first, just remember, safeguard your accounts, your personal information and your finances as quickly as possible. Um, and then the Federal Trade Commission has created really good, comprehensive step-by-step checklists for a variety of identity theft. So I've mostly spoken today about unemployment insurance identity theft, um, but there are so many unfortunately, but there are great step-by-step guides and we will link those in the show notes and on MoneyWise. 
um, just to make sure that you have covered all of your your basis. And so just and and don't forget, reach out to your local cooperative extension office in your county for more information. They can provide you with a copy of MoneyWise. They can provide you with information to help make sure that that you are safeguarding yourself, that you are being vigilant, and that if you have been a victim, that there are steps that you can take to uh, to right the wrongs that have been done to you. Thank you, Nicole. I know that our listeners are going to benefit from all of the information that you have shared today. And we will look forward to having you back again for more Money Wise Tips. Thank you, Mindy. If you are just joining us, you have tuned in to Talking Facts, and we are available on all major podcast providers. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at FCS.UKY.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.